Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast extra. I'm here with John Macon Gillespie from the Grove Report, and we're going to talk about a little bit of Ole Miss sports for a little bit. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, oh. Sitting outside today and uh, got some traffic going down the road, but uh, it's it's a good day for it, just kind of sitting outside in the shade and uh, taking it as easy as I can. Yeah, I can imagine. It's, it's, it's a brutal heat, just a heat wave day in Florida. I went out for a walk and came back and looked like I went swimming. It, it was yeah. that type of day. Yeah. Uh, so before we get started, I want you to give me a hot take of something you think is going to happen this football season. You, you may not classify it as a hot take, but I think national people would. Um, Ole Miss wins nine games. Ole Miss wins nine games. Yep. Um, why you say? Why do you think that? I I really like the way the offense is coming together, um, and I think Pete Golding's addition and additions of players and and such as that on the defense um, are going to make this team look better than I think uh, some of the national experts may think. Um, and so I you know I, I could definitely see eight or so, but I'm I'm going nine right now. Okay. It's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to football season. Um, As you've seen my episodes, I put up like five transfers that could make all SEC. Um, Today I did one talking about position battles and basically Dart versus um, Sanders. And I let people know who I think is going to win that job for the first time this year. Uh, But how do you think this quarterback race is going to end up? I personally – right now like Jackson Dart. Um, I think that the comments and from just from what I saw also with my own eyes, but the comments in the in the spring about his improvements um, throughout the offseason, uh, he obviously has another year in this offensive system. I think he's poised to make a jump this fall. Um, right now I like Dart. And, uh, you know, I think that can maybe – my thinking is I think it can maybe make for some awkward – uh, television broadcast, like let's say Dart throws a pick, the camera immediately is going to pan to Spencer Sanders on the sideline, right? I mean, that's just kind of the world that we live in. But um, right now, I, I think Dart has the leg up, and he's he's the one if I were picking today to uh, to take that job. All right, and just to let you know, um, if anybody else needs to know, and I'm sure the Grove Report will have something on it shortly, Ole Miss's uniform assignments for newcomers is out. And number four, everybody knows about Quinshawn. But number four is also Centarian Perkins, so I, th- I think that's going to be a popular number. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be a popular uh, jersey number as far as NIL and things like that are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's going to be pretty good. Let's change change gears just a little bit and talk about the baseball team. And we we realize LSU, you know, got what they paid for. They wanted to buy a College World Series title. They did. I mean, so congratulations to them. Um, but Jacob Gonzalez, this season was so poor, but that kind of that masked of how special of a player Jacob Gonzalez was for Ole Miss. I think he's pre-draft picked for like sixth to the Marlins or something like that. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, we've we've known since he stepped on campus that he uh, had the potential to be very special. Um, defensively, yes, but at, at the plate too, he he really came along these last two seasons. Um, I think he projects really well uh, in a professional career. Um, you know, he's 
he's more of a contact hitter. He's going to hit more for average than, um, you know, hitting 30 or so home runs. But, uh, you know, that and his defensive prowess, I think, makes him a good fit for a professional franchise. And I think that's kind of how they view him. You know, whoever's going to going to wind up taking him, he will be an early draft pick. Um, but you're right. I mean, the 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 poorness of this season as a team masked what guys like Jacob Gonzalez and Kemp Alderman were able to do and uh, setting themselves up nicely for a professional future. Um, and so that's that's something that I think that Ole Miss fans and you know baseball fans as a whole can't really forget about. You know that even though Ole Miss had a down year this year. Um, They've still got some talent that's fixing to make their way into into the professional folds. Yeah, I saw that Kemp Alderman kind of lit up the MLB Combine um, with exit velocity, and it's like Ole Miss fans, like not surprised at all, but major league fans were like, "Who is this guy?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, he people who have who have either covered that team or, or watched Ole Miss um, know how strong Kemp Alderman is. Um, and interviewing him down on the field. He is a huge human being. You can tell that looking on TV as well, but uh, he's huge and he's very, very Mississippi um, <laughs> in, in his approach to things. You can, you can definitely tell that. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of the guy that um, when, he, when he steps up to the plate, you know, the, the ball could go through the scoreboard. I mean, it's, it's just that, that kind of power. Yeah, it's something else. And um, before we get out of here, I do want to bring up, um, like, Knox Kiffin, has, he takes after his dad a little bit. Um, and at the from the Manning Pass Academy, where he was basically trash-talking Jaden Daniels um, to telling people that Lincoln Riley is his favorite football coach over his dad. I mean, I, I, it's like he's... He's already a, he's like the Dookie Hauser of trolling at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely taken after Lane in that respect. Um, I got a really big kick. I guess it was a couple Sundays ago when uh, he tweeted that about Lincoln Riley, um, and Lane obviously replied and said, "You know, this is my own son, and he's he's going against me as as far as choosing Lincoln as his favorite USC coach ever." But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's. I've never spoken to Knox. I mean, and I don't, I don't know of, of many people who have necessarily, but uh, if, if social media presence is any indicator, he's definitely taken after Lane in that regard. Um, and he obviously likes to have a good time, likes to enjoy himself. Um, you know, the, the shot from the Egg Bowl last year of him uh, using the fire extinguisher on the sideline, the players kind of throwing him up and down a little bit. It was um, – it's – He's he's going to eventually establish his own brand, I'm sure, as he gets older. But for now, from an Ole Miss perspective, that's a boost to Lane Kiffin's brand, right? Seeing his son be funny on social media too—that's just another way um, for people to to see Ole Miss and to see Lane Kiffin. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely taking after his dad in that regard, and it'll be interesting to see if that continues to develop as he as he gets older. So, um, Ole Miss got a commitment from. Shamar Darden out of Tupelo. Um, he's a three-star player, and I explained on my show today that that basically if you look at there and there's no stars, it's a minimum of three stars if they go to a Power 5 school, so that just means they ha- he hasn't been looked at at this point. Um, you're in that area. What do, you, what do you know about that kid? About him personally, not a lot. I can, I can talk about his program. Um, mm-hmm. 
I know the the program that he's he's coming from, obviously, in, in Tupelo here in North Mississippi. Um, it's a good program. Uh, I think there's sometimes talk about that program not really being able to get over the hump and win a state championship um, because they have tons of resources, really good coaching staff, but sometimes the pieces just don't come together in the playoffs, and for whatever reason, they can't get over that hump. Um, but coming from Tupelo, you know, I can say any probably any kid who comes from there is going to, you know, be in pretty good shape physically because they have the resources at one of the biggest schools in the state that a lot of these smaller schools don't as far as weight room, conditioning, nutrition, that kind of thing. Um, so any anytime there's a kid who commits to an SEC school from Tupelo, I kind of look at it as, okay, this is a kid who, despite the program's inability to win a state championship for a while, this is a kid who is is talented and is benefiting from that those those regimens that they have in place over at that program. And I covered high school football in the state for three or four years, I guess. Um, and Tupelo was always always a crown jewel as far as their facilities and stuff are concerned. But then there was always the talk that hey, they they can't get over the hump. But um, him coming from Tupelo, that's that's something I would look at is that he's he's probably going to be a pretty good athlete. Um, at least, uh, just from just from that perspective. Yeah, and Ole Miss has struggled over it in Tupelo. Most of those kids go down to Starkville anyway, so it's anytime a player comes west, um, I, I'm I'm glad to see it. Now, do you think this this commitment has anything to do with Tristan Jernigan, who's committed to Texas A&M? It that's that's always kind of the game within the game, a little bit, so to speak, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak to that in one way or the other, but. Um, you know, that, that Jernigan name is obviously a familiar one. Um, so, you know, we'll see kind of how that plays out. I mean, I know that there are um, schools and programs who who do employ that kind of strategy, you know, going, hey, let's get this kid to maybe grab this other one. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but it's it's certainly possible. All right. Thank you very much, John. And thanks, everybody, for tuning into the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Um, We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ole Miss every day. You can catch it wherever you get your podcast or YouTube. um, Or you can catch it over at the Grove Report, where John does fantastic work for those guys um, as well. But thank you very much, John. And I'll talk to you again next week, bud. All right. Always a pleasure, Stephen. Thank you.